Welcome back to the Lab Work Podcast. Uh, this episode will be with our guy, Josh Jones. Josh is a community leader, trainer, mentor, just overall great guy. Super excited to chop it up with him today. Thanks for the opportunity. Glad to be here, fellas. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, I'm under the impression of hype. So, what is hype? So, hype stands for uh, helping young people excel. It was a nonprofit organization that I started probably back in 2014 that I had the idea for. Uh, the initial idea was to provide these kids with opportunity. You know, based on my own story with growing up in the rural town and having dreams of just living a comfortable life, um, I didn't go the route that I expect, expected um, with playing sports and whatnot, but uh, I think I've done fairly well and I felt <clears throat> like it'd be selfish of me not to share my story, you know, with kids having similar paths and dreams and uh, uh, the same upbringing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know created that platform and actually was we were actually the uh, after school program for ls middle school for oh like nice nice that's right down the road here yeah i had some things now work out with some people that i had employed you know with it they lost sight of the vision gotcha. uh, so as we were growing they were seeing heads and one of their pockets filled although we were a non-profit and i was paying the, the volunteers twenty dollars an hour oh nice. and so i wanted to make sure that the the teachers I, my wife's a teacher okay Speaking of that, I have a wife and three kids, beautiful kids. Um, but um, I, um, I wanted to make sure that the kids, you know, the people involved, the teachers that were going to be involved were going to be paid. My wife's a teacher, and I know that you know, they work hard for their money, and I, I want to take money out of the equation. So they were getting paid $20 an hour for their time. That's before the minimum wage goes up. Yeah, that was way before. And so I, as a nonprofit, I mean, I thought that was a huge thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but had to put it on the back seat. But... No, nonetheless, we we still did did what we what we could, made some impact on impact on some kids, and unfortunately we had to lay that on the rest. But hopefully we can get back to it at some point because the yeah. the program's still around, foundation is still there. I just need the right people with me to help me help me build. And what was that acronym? Helping young people. Helping helping young people excel. Sure. Hype mentoring, like yeah. That. I like that a lot. And we were actually working with the Grizzlies Foundation, man. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, we were actually gonna work on becoming like one of the only certified like mentoring organizations. Like you have uh, Big Brother, Big Sister, Boys Girl, uh, Boys and Girls Club, but they're not actually like a mentoring certified organization. We would have been like the second one in the state of Tennessee. Man. So we were working That's on that, but I had to. I, I couldn't afford to keep the lady around that was kind of helped me structure all that stuff as gotcha. I was kind of doing my things as well. But yeah, the, the vision, the foundation is there. It's just getting the right people on board so that you know I can have a lot of me's that take ownership in the organization itself. I just have the idea. Yeah. It's going to take a lot more than me to kind of make that sort of thing happen. So. But that's that. where it starts, though, having that vision at the beginning to uh, see everything full picture and then to reverse engineer everything to say, hey, okay, this is where we start, this is how we're going to build it up, and this is the end goal. Yeah. So, I mean, everything starts with that first having that first vision, so yeah, keep going for sure. I'm, I'm trying. I got a guy that, he's from Hendersonville, his name's Sean Ireland, man. He's, okay. um, his daughter's coming up, I've started training his daughter, and he's been sold on the, the idea of hype and trying to get it out there, and I'm 
still trying to work with him on some things. I've talked to Malik about some things. Hopefully we can get rolling uh, really soon, man. So hopefully everybody in this room can be involved with what we're doing on some sort of platform because, you know, we have kids that are interested in everything, just things like this, like people on the the backside of things. Like, and so I want to be able to support any kid's vision or uh, at any point. I mean, I've even mentored up to college kids, man. Like, nice. I don't care. Like, yeah. if, if you're going to be willing to reach out to me, I'm going to pick up my phone. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm that guy. You can ask Malik, if you message me, I'm going to answer. Yeah. Like, yeah. you call me, I'm going to answer. Even with people that have done me wrong, like, I've still been there. And they'll, yeah. they'll tell you that. Like, so. And I, like, doing research on, like, other just successful people in life, every single one of them had a mentor of some sort. Yeah. Somebody that's been there or at least is on the path of where they're trying to get to or go. So being able to have that resource at hand is very important, very key. So young people out there, if you have a vision of where you want to go, find someone that's been there and pick their brain. Just, you know, kind of see what kind of tips, tricks, you know, rules of the trade that you can, you know, come up with. And and be humble enough to, to understand that everybody needs that. You know what I mean? It's like it's a, it's a situation where sometimes we feel like, man, I don't need to be coached. I don't need a mentor. I can figure this out. But having a physical person that you can go to, I've got five right now that I get, you know, just, hey, you've been here. You've done it. I might feel like I'm doing a good job, but, like, they've done it. They've seen it. Yeah. And I like to have those people in my life, too, who have failed at it, right? Yeah. So they can tell me, okay, these were my missteps because I feel like sometimes we can learn more on the front end if you understand, okay, they failed and this is why they failed then you don't even have to go through that. So that's why the impact of what you do and hype and just what we do and everybody in this room is always trying to give back to the next one because I don't want you to have to go through the same things I went through, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So. exactly. That's, the, that's the whole goal. Yeah. Having that mentor is important. You you don't want a, a bunch of people on your team that's just going to say, yeah. Right, right. Nice. Like, no hurt sometimes, but those no, no's help you grow. You gotta have that person in your corners. Be like, nah, bro. I don't think that's. I don't think that's best yeah. idea to go. And shout out to my mom because my mom said it was like a while ago. No doesn't mean never. Right. Sometimes no just means not now, like not right now. So it's maybe like it's a great idea. Maybe you have all the steps, but it's just not the season for it. Right. So it's not you know throw it all away. Sometimes it's like, hey, let's kind of focus in be more strategic in your steps and then you know later on down the path it's there yeah and, that, and that's it so I, I have a few mentors that folks that i can reach out that i trust and it's going to be honest with me and i'm i'm that way with a lot of people that i'm connected to like one thing that i always do man i try to just be right by people i'm not perfect by any means no means at all but one thing i try to do is just i try to be right by people i try yeah. to do people right i respect people because I want to be respected. Like, I know what it's like to, to not be respected just simply on, you know, on grounds of being the wrong color sometimes, you know? Um, so I just, I just always try to respect people and do people right. Don't burn any bridges, man, because you never know when you have to go back across that bridge, man. And speaking of, you mentioned being humble. You have Humble Beginnings, right? Yeah, Humble Beginnings clothing line is a clothing line I started probably about two years ago. Um, started off talking like this a word I would just constantly say and then I just thought everybody can relate to the words and their own meaning Uh, everyone looks at the words differently and 
it doesn't matter where you come from, what your background is like, everyone has been humbled by something, something in their life. You know, even the wealthiest person has been humbled by something. A business deal didn't go through. The loss yeah. of that grandfather that inspired him to work really hard. Or, you know, everybody's been humbled by some moment. And I felt like those words can just resonate with everyone that you speak to, regardless of where you're from. Um, and so I was just something I just came up with and had a sample idea. I had to print out some sample shirts. Took to my mentor, his, his store. Yeah. Um, and some of his customers were ready to buy it on the spot. Actually, nice. he did. He bought half the inventory I had and, <laughs> and, and sold it right then. Nice. Had another lady. She spent, like, you know, we had our markup price on, so she spent, like, $90. I was paid 200 for my inventory, right? And nice. it was and it was almost gone. And so I was like, man, this is something I need to be doing. Yeah. And although I thought about putting it on the shelf a few times, you know, things like this happen. Mm-hmm that remind me that I'm doing it, um, that I should probably still do it. And the fact that I was shipping them, you know, overseas, Russia, Poland, um, I was sending them out the West Coast quite a bit. A bunch of military guys were ordering it. Um, And it was really cool because I I wanted to, I don't necessarily want to be the face of it, right? I wanted to just kind of, I wanted it to take its own thing, just be its own trend and have people wearing the shirts and now they're posted up where they're at. They're at a new vacation spot that they've never been before or they bought that vehicle and there's, they're wearing that shirt. Uh, they're training in that shirt. Like, I wanted it to be a part of their story, not mine. Like, yeah. yes, I have to initially make myself vulnerable and put myself out there, but it's not about me. I want, I yeah. want everybody to kind of reflect on themselves and like, dang, man, I did have that happen to me. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's a... It's, uh, it's a vision I have for everyone to kind of remember their own stories because sometimes you can get lost as you as you grind along and your hustle you're doing well, but you can quickly be reminded on how quickly things can be taken away from you, right. um, and those times never feel good, but needed throughout life for sure. And I was just thinking about you mentoring. You say you have mentors. What do you say for someone just looking for a mentor? What should they look for, or how should they like connect to one? I guess. I mean, a lot of times it almost happens organically. Yeah. Like, you got to have that person that's going to respect you for what you're telling them, right? You know, and you probably already have people coming to you and they look at you in that manner, but it's just not tagged a mentor, right? You're my homie. You're my bro, right? Like, they, but they confide in you with every situation that they may have. And so, so a lot of times it just happens organically, but a lot of times, like, your mentor is probably around you anyway. Uh, it's just not, it just doesn't have that label to it, attached to it. Um, but as far as searching for one, you know, find someone that you're comfortable talking to. You know, it could start in a church. Okay. Uh, it could start, you know, youth, like a lot of the churches around today, you know, they have youth pastors, you know. Yep. Like, you know, those guys, everybody's down the earth today, these days. And so just find out if, if that's your comfort level, go there. If it's your best friend, like, chop it up, be real with them, like. You know, it's as a man, like it's kind of hard to express your feelings sometimes, right? Yeah. Especially when you have certain upbringings, like, and, and that was hard for me at first too, yeah. because of my crazy upbringing and the dysfunction that I'd seen and experienced. Like, it was hard on me with relationships. Like, I'd become cold and kind of just kind of selfish. I only thought about like what I wanted, um, and it it made things rough for a little bit. And so, it's just finding whoever you're comfortable with. Ex- you know, sharing those deep, dark secrets, those things you don't want to tell other people, uh, and someone you trust to give you an honest opinion, regardless of whether 
you're going to like it or not. Yeah. Uh, and that you're going to respect that, that, like, those words coming out of that person's mouth. Makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and I would say, you know, that's a, a direct correlation to what we do, right? So, like, on the court and what we call lab work, we've got this podcast, we're on the court, but the lab is a place where you can go and experiment, yeah. right, right, w- without any expectation or without any fear of failure you can go in so we try to set that stage and have that expectation when the kids come in like come in experiment you know like this is the lab that's what we want to do we're trying to get better and i think from that like you said a lot of our relationships become organic so like i have more players than i can name now to hit me and like hey coach I'm, i'm thinking about getting engaged like what are the next steps what should i do but i think that comes from an environment like from us just speaking about us and mentees comes from an environment of just setting the stage that you can be comfortable right I, I don't I don't know more than you I just live longer than you you know what I mean it's kind of one of those situations you my granny said all the time you live long enough she said that just keep <laughs> baby just keep living and I understand that now like in my you know what I'm saying in my 30s like just keep it's a lot of things that happened in my early 20s that now I can pass on and be like hey that's not it or, or that is it and, and and that's like a huge part obviously of what you do and let's talk about how you connect all of those things into your training business, too, because you do a heck of a job there. I have kids all the time. You know, we exchange clients all the yeah. time, like literally, like, hey, go see Jones. So yeah. just talk a little bit about your training and what that looks like. So since I wasn't in the schools and stuff with the mentoring program, you know, the nonprofit ended up growing into, you know, sports. So and my wife, she's big into softball. Um, it's been her life. And so I wasn't seeing her much, so I was like, uh, fit me in somewhere. Like yeah. I'll I'll teach him on how to run or something. Just, <laughs> I wasn't seeing her ever, and I was like, so she got me incorporated with, with the team, and so I was training the team, and it went from one like parent asked me like, hey, can you can you teach my train my cross country uh, runner son? Do you do this one on one? I was like, I can, and it just blossomed from there, and it just went from one kid to another, and like. The way I train is like it's tough love, man. Like yeah. I, I'm not there to cheer you on the entire time. My job is to get you over hurdles and create new hurdles, and to keep you pushing, to let you really try to figure out whether or not this is a path you want to take. If if you're headed for greatness, like I'm going to try to help you get there. Yeah. And my and by doing that, I can't take it easy on you all the time yeah. like I'm tough but I'll cheer them on I'll try yeah. to pop up on their games and whatnot like that um, just to show them that I want to see you in your element yeah. and see how things are, are, are working like I've had some kids man I've shown up to basketball games and one of the kids I already knew his temperament he gets down on himself he was pouting he didn't realize I walked in the gym but the other kid that trained with him saw me there <laughs> and so they had a timeout, and I was sitting behind their bench and I looked down, the other kid caught my eye, pointed at the other kid. I pointed for him to get the other kid. And I was like, nah, bro, yeah. you got to fix that attitude. His yeah. demeanor completely changed. His parents say the same thing to him all the time. But for some reason, like, he did not want to disappoint me. And I knew that. So it was like, hey, I got I to gotta do yeah. what I can do to try to change that kid's demeanor and it completely changed it was wild watching that his parents came up to me after games like you got to come to more games like, <laughs> that, that was insane this shift that you can make that sort of impact with a kid their yeah. parents say it all the time like I have an athletic kid but 
and he'll ask me to coach him. And I, I kind of step back. And I'm like, I'd rather be dad, you know. You. But there's times where I'll, I'll coach him on and stuff. But, yeah, I just I just love taking that opportunity to kind of dig into kids. Like, my training is it's just as much mental as it is physical. The games we play are mental. Yeah. You could dominate somebody mentally yeah. before you even – Go against them. I mean, it could be a warm up if you lock eyes with someone, with someone, like let them. It, you can draw fear in that person. Let I believe them, I'm it like, was Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson said I would just stare him down before a fight, and if they blink, he knew he had them. Yeah. I was like, dang, that's that's next level. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it, it's next level stuff. Like it's it's amazing what you can do when you can just mentally be mentally tough and realize how strong the mind is. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. we've you've played games, right? <laughs> You've played games, but I've asked my kids this, and you guys can, you can do the same. I asked my kids, I was like, tell me what you did differently when you played your best game. They won't be able to tell you. It has to be just a focus level. Like, it's all 90, it's a 90-10 ratio is how I see it. Like, 90% mental, 10% physical. So if that 90, you're locked in, now your body is just going to go through muscle memory of all the things you practice throughout the week. So it's just having that heightened level of focus. Yeah, but you weren't thinking about that in the moment. Oh, no, no, you just locked in, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's nothing to think about, oh, I got to do this drill that the coach taught me, and I'm going <laughs> to really focus on this. They can't tell you. They're just doing what they've been trained to do. They're trusting their body to do what they've been trained to do all this time. They can't tell you what they did because they don't know. Ask them, like, when you come up across a person that has, like, played sports, tell me what you did in your best game. They won't be able to tell you. Just going up the, the key word is trust, right? Trust. And I think that brings back to the mentoring and coaching and everything we do. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a trust level that you get into a zone so much that you just trust your training and you're going. Yep. And then that's also like the kid that you showed up to for the game, right? Yeah. So that trust level was there, and that's what's different in us. And you see it all the time. Parents tell us the same thing all the time. Yo, I tell them to do that all the time, but they don't do it. Yeah. It's because the trust level is different. And especially when you start talking about teenagers and young adults, like there's so much that they don't want to or don't feel comfortable sharing with their parents yeah. that it's so free with us that once that trust level is there, then they'll run through a wall. Oh, you know? for sure. And I, I've seen that. And uh, just like one more thing on that whole, you know, not being able to say what you did differently in the game. Like you look at Michael Jordan when he is hot and he shrugged his shoulders. Yeah. It's just flowing. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing anything any different. I don't do every single day. When when Michael Jordan, when he was hot and he just shrugs. It's like that. It's, it's just, just like that. It just yeah. flows. I can't tell you anything different. I can't I, tell you what I'm doing. The best example I've ever heard, like, of, of being in that zone yeah. is that act, that physical movement. Yeah. And with the trust thing, I think it's more of, like, I mean, your parents drop you off, right? But they're not in, like, the lab with you, like, going through the drills, going telling you what you did wrong with your rights. So I think it's more of perspective. Like, yeah. your parents here for your games, whatever, but the trainer's like, he knows this isn't this, how yeah. it works. Because so he went through it, I guess. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that, That's good, yeah, because you're with them through the tears. You're, yeah. you're with them through the blood. Like, you're grinding through it with them. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, my parents want to see that good outcome of all of that, <laughs> but you're, you're sitting there, you're pushing them through those moments. And sometimes it's tough. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm tough on some of these kids. But I know that's what it takes. Like, it doesn't matter how big you are if you don't have any confidence. So the type of stuff that I uh, I do, like, I'm going to challenge you mentally. I'm going to find out what your breaking point is, and I'm going to get you over that hurdle, and then I'm going to create another one. Yeah. I'm going to let you feel 
feel confident. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you feel good about yourself as we achieve that first brick hurdle. But it doesn't stop there. I'm going to amp it up, and I'm going to throw another hurdle in front of you. Yeah. But to kind of play along those lines, it's like uh, even when I was coaching, uh, even our sixth grade use uh, elite team this past summer, I would hop in the drills with them. So I feel like if they see you actually doing the same things that they're doing, it's like I'm not going to tell you to do something that I myself would not do. So it's like if they see that, then it's like, okay, when we get in the game, it's like, oh, no, he was running 17s with us. Let's go ahead, you know, and yeah. do what we have to do to get this W. It's not just me sitting in a chair blowing my whistle like, hey, run. <laughs> like, yeah. like, no, I'm actually going through these drills, which I'm showing you how to do these dribble moves. I'm showing you how to take the proper steps to finish on the right side of the rim with the correct hand, yeah. you know, a, just a, a slew of different scenarios. But they see you putting in that work. So then by game time, it's like, no, I understand where you're coming from because it isn't you're up here and I'm down here. It's like, no, we're here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I like that. I mean, I do the same thing with my kids, you know, with the whole box jumps thing. Box jumps seems to be one of the things where you can really test a kid mentally. Yes, sir. It's Especially wh- when they get bit by the box. Like, and they, oh, oh, boy. And I don't, I don't use the soft boxes for a reason. I, I prefer to use the hard ones. I have the metal ones, and now I have <laughs> access to the plywood ones. Like, you oh, know, man. like I, I prefer to use those. They're, they're like – they're gonna be man makers, man or man or woman. It doesn't matter. But yeah. like, they're you're gonna find out whether or not you're gonna get up there. Yeah. And like, I don't put a height in front of them that they can't achieve. Right. Like, I know what you can do. I can physically, I know that you can get up there. And I'll even record them doing a standing like knee tuck, and oh, their really? feet will be six six inches above the box. I'm like, physically, you can do this all day. I was like, but before you even did it, mentally, you let that box beat you. And I like, and I can see it in their eyes before they even jump, whether or not they're going to make it or whether they're even going to attempt it. So I love using that drill to kind of, those uh, yeah. that exercise kind of challenge people. So as a, I guess a trainer and an or slash mentor, how do you tap in mentally to them? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you figure out or get them to tap in themselves? Like, okay, I can do this. Not, it's, it's all in my head kind of thing. So for me, like, I, I just try to be just as me as possible at first, like letting them know, like, hey, you can feel comfortable. I understand the emotions, the anxiety, especially when you got a new client, right? Yeah. They're anxious. They don't know what they're about to get themselves into. They've heard about me. Like, I have kids that they're, they're hesitant to even <laughs> train with me because I heard he's tough, but I know it works. Yeah. And so for me, like, I just kind of gradually work my way into them, like, throughout the workout. Their first workout is probably one of their toughest. Okay. I don't want my time wasted. I don't want their parents' time wasted. I don't want the money wa- their parents thinking that they're wasting money. I don't want a kid that's their parents are trying to live vicariously through them. Yeah. It's either you want to be there or you don't want to be there, and I'm going to figure that out. And so I'm, I'm tough on them, but I cheer them on along the way. Mm-hmm. That's where that trust is built. Yeah. So I'm on them. Yeah. But when you do something well, let them know both ways. I'm gonna let you know that you did something well. Yeah. That I'm proud of you for doing that, mm-hmm. and that goes a long way. And so I'll hear it, man. I have had kids; they'll they're gonna throw up, or they're gonna cry. Yeah. Their first workout with me, typically, yeah. and I know it's coming. <laughs> and I, I tell them, I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead and go to the bathroom, but you're coming back." Yeah, yeah. like, and honestly, during practice, during practices, I'm like, "Yo, there's a trash can in that corner." in that corner, and then that corner, and then there's the door. So it's like, 
pick one. Yeah. Like literally, like, it sounds bad or it sounds like real cut and drop, but that, I mean, that's just kind of, if you want to reach these heights that you want to reach, it's like, pick one. <laughs> like you can't, you, you can't have it both ways, you know? And I, and I had a kid that I actually, I had to stay on to him mentally. He's a giant. Kid is about 6'1", 6'2", 8th grade, plays football. Monster of a kid. But mentally, he just, he gives up on himself so much. And so he'll have his, his body language would change where he doesn't act like he want to be there. He doesn't like when I get on him all the time. And I'll, I'll just say, look, you're more than welcome to go home right now. I'm not keeping you here. Your parents will still pay me. Um, so they may not be happy with you, but you can choose whether or not you're here. You can go home right now. And I tell him that. He's like, no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. And I'm like, all right, well, let's fix it. Let's fix it. Let's fix the body language. I was like, because in a game, if you get frustrated or if your technique fails just because you feel down on yourself about missing one play, I was like, that stuff is contagious when it comes to a team, when your team is looking at you as the big leader. Like, mm -hmm. we expect certain things for you. I said, so your, your energy is contagious, man. I was like, you'll be surprised on how many kids are looking at you, but they're not saying it. Like kids are more prideful than parents, you know. <laughs> sure. They're that yeah, that age. They're not. They're not gonna tell you, man. I really look up to you uh, when you guys are the same age. But when they're watching you and watch how you respond, and then suddenly they're responding the same way. Like you can see it. You can see it happen on a basketball court easily. Like it's it's wild to see that. I mean, even in or baseball. My son plays baseball. I'm involved in that a lot. Like one of the kids, you strike out. They're pouting, they're wanting to cry. They, you got a kid right behind you. Your teammate's coming right behind you. Yeah, man. And now he's like, oh, crap, maybe I'm going to strike out too. So I was actually hired to uh, do a mental toughness training for this 10U baseball team. That's where it starts, though. Yeah, like the, they are that vested in their kids, like mentally as well. That they literally have mental health coaches. Like, there's three moms that are part of the team. They brought me in to do this training. So I talked to them a little bit, and the message I delivered to them was like, before I had them come to me, I said, look up your favorite baseball player and tell me how many strikeouts they have. So I, I, we, I go, and they, they start telling me. They're like, oh, he had 1,000 and something. And I was like, exactly. I said, that means your favorite baseball player did not get on base over a thousand times because they struck out. I was like, can you pass a class with a 33%? <laughs> nope. They're like, no, no. I said, in the game of baseball, 33%, 300 is fantastic. You can get paid millions of dollars for that. Hundreds so, of millions. Hundreds <laughs> of millions of dollars. And you're expected not to make contact with the ball 70% of the time in that sport. You're, it's expected you're, for you to make this mistake. It's, it's going to happen. You won't achieve getting on first base probably. You may move somebody else. You can help your teammates move around the bases with how they play things with their hits. You know, you may sacrifice fly, so you may pop the ball up. You may be out, but it may bring another run in. Right. So it's all about your teammate. The, the catcher can't catch a ball in the outfield. Yeah. It takes everybody on that field to make that thing work. It's an individual statistic-wise where they kind of stand out. 
but it takes everybody on that field in order to make that game work. Everyone on that field has to do their job. And so you may have a tough time at the plate swinging, but you got to go play defense. Like, don't let it tear you down on both ends of being able to form as a teammate. When you strike out, turn around and tell your teammate what to expect. Yeah. Dang it, they got me that time. Let me get my teammates around so I can have another shot. And so that's what I was preaching to that kid, those kids. Yeah. Like, look, it's not all about you. Turn around, encourage your teammate. Don't let him get down and freaked out. Turn around, tell him what he can expect. Hey, it was a little bit more outside than you thought. He's a little bit slower than what it looks. Like, give him some insight. encouragement, some insight into yeah. what to expect rather than the first thing he sees is your your face, and now he's like, oh, crap. Yeah. Right? So forget about yourself in those moments and think about the rest of the guys that are surrounding you. Give him that high five. He didn't strike you out, <laughs> but you see him turn around, they don't want to give their teammate a high five. That's the biggest thing. Like, my biggest thing is, like, I was telling my guys, like, a non-negotiable is, one, smacking his hand. Like, if you go in for a sub, I better not see you not smack their hand. Like, there's no reason for that. Like, if he reaches his hand down, you just walk right by him. Yeah. If, I, if I'm a coach in college and I'm looking at that, I'm like, oh, I don't like that. That's, that's not a good team player. Like, you're too busy focused on what just happened rather than next play. Like, if you're, like if you're a quarterback and you just throw a pick, you can't – like, yes, you want to go to the sideline like, hey, what happened? But it has to be next play. Yeah. Like, it can't be dwell, get down, it should have been this person, point fingers. No, it's like, okay, yes, that happened. Boom, why did that happen? This is what we're going to do on the next series. Yeah. And that's just the order it has to go in. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about pushing that the mental game of it, man. Like, I'm a very mental person. I love, like, picking people brains in all different aspects. Um, but – Man, that the mental piece of all of this, man, is just so huge. Like, you don't really achieve success unless you're mentally tough. Yeah. I mean, physically, I mean, you may want the money may be across the table. Money may be across the table. You never know who's sitting across the table that has the money. I found out that there are more people with money that are willing to help you. They just got to see what you're willing to do with them. So if they give you $100 and you don't know what to do with $100, why are they going to give you $10,000? That's true. Now, that's in the Bible, though. Be a good steward of what you have so that way you can grow and have more. A exactly. Yeah. And, no, you should, as athletes, you never have enough. But it's all in the perspective of how you're going to achieve more. Is it more just for yourself? Or is it so you can do more for others as well along the way? Um, so I'm just like, I'm the type, man. I'm just so, like, I've dealt with so much mentally that I don't I don't break easily. No, I got hacked about a year and a half ago. It took everything I had. I I have never been one to be like suicidal, have suicidal thoughts. But when you've been grinding all your life to achieve a life that you now have that you worked hard for and to have all that swipe from you, yeah. uh your mind goes into some terrible places some terrible places and so recently just this past uh just this past week like tuesday i had known this person my whole life went to school with them knew they worked in a bank i didn't have the thought a year and a half ago to call that person I was at the lowest of the lows, and I was like, man, I know I know somebody. I just got some questions. Yeah. Like, Let me see if they can answer some questions for me. And um, 
So I reached out. To, well, prior to me reaching out to him, I rarely receive my email notifications on my phone and stuff. Like, they'll pop up periodically where I'll see him, but his name popped up. Like, person commented on your work anniversary. I'm like, I was already thinking I needed to call this person. I was like, oh, all right. I need to make sure I call him. Scrolling through Facebook. This person doesn't even have a Facebook. And they're at a table with another person that's posting the picture. I'm like, all right, I got to call him. I got to call him. So I called him. I was like, man, I just got questions. See what you can help me out with. Long story short, man, I got I to gotta prove for what I need to get approved for in order to take everything away. Nice. That's a blessing right there. That's a huge blessing. Yeah. Mentally, I was at my wit's end. I had my brother. My brother's a pastor, and uh, I, I reached out. To, I was like, "Man, I need you praying your yeah. the strongest prayer that you can possibly <laughs> pray." And uh, I called him, and afterwards, and he's like, "Man, I was having church by myself, thinking about what was going to happen for you." He said, "I already knew it." He, he's a pastor, and he he prays, man, and I, and I could hear his voice kind of cracking as he was thinking about what was happening. He's like, "I already knew it was done." He's like, "Big bro, we we've been through this." He hasn't failed us yet. He hasn't failed you yet. Like, we've been there. Mentally, like, but anybody, ha everybody has their breaking point. Like, and I've always had to be the strong one for my family. You know, growing up as the oldest, you know, we were sleeping in the car at Tennessee, Kentucky State Line, me, my brother, and my sister. You know, we have a good family, but as a parent now, I can see how pride steps in the way when you don't want to go ask for help. Like, dang, these are, I should be able to make this work. I can't fault my mom for that because... We had dads, too, that weren't in the picture. And so, like, being so mentally tough and, like, having to be the man of the house at such a young age, man, my mom's 4'11". And so, 6th, 7th grade, I'm, I'm bigger, I'm taller, bigger than my mom. Like, and I was seeing my mom getting, you know, grabbed by boyfriends that she was dating. My mom's 4'11". One of her boyfriends like, 6'6", six, six, and I found out that he hit her. My brother had to call my mom at church because I, I threatened to kill the guy. Like, this, is, this is my mom, man. Yeah. My mom's been through a whole lot, and for you to try to come in and do this to my mom, that's not happening. I was like, I don't care how big you are. I was like, I'll get you. But, like, I've experienced so much, man, and, but people are, like, so surprised. Like, man, you don't look like you would have that type of story. Because I was a teacher and a football coach at Portland High School. Gotcha. And so one thing that I did whenever school was starting and I had a new class was I would tell them my story. Like, look, just because I'm in front of you doesn't mean I'm perfect. Because as a student looking up to a teacher, you think their lives are like, their lives, oh, man, their lives are together. They're telling me how to get my future. Not thinking that, man, they're having stuff going on at home, too. And so I would tell them my story. And I'm like, look, I understand this place may be your only sanctuary. Like, some kids, that may be their only meal for the day. That may be their only sense of comfort is walking in those school doors, man, and, hey, I get to say hi to somebody else. See a smiling face. Yeah, somebody smiles at me. Somebody recognizes me. Somebody calls me by my name when I'm here. Yeah. And so, like, that was one thing that I did, man, was tell them that, hey, I'm not perfect because I'm in front of you. I've lived a tough life. I know what it's like to be in your shoes, not have anything to eat. I mean, I was a quote-unquote star athlete my best friends were giving me food for lunch 
I was going all day. I mean, I would there was sometimes I wouldn't even eat lunch and you know go practice two and a half hours. You know, at the end of uh, at the end of a school day. Yeah. No, but I mean, I don't fault my mom. She did everything she could. You know, in order to try to raise three kids and pay all the bills on top of that, right? Um, so, like, I've been there. I've had those life experiences, and I think kids connect with me in that like way. Although they don't even know my story yet, but I think it's how I deliver the tough love I deliver that makes them feel like they can trust me. Like, yeah, you can tell when somebody's authentic without yeah. even knowing their story. You know what I mean? Like when it's coming from the coaching, it's coming from a good place. You pushing them, it's coming from a good place. You can feel that. Yeah. You know, kids are, I mean, kids, no, kids and dogs, right? That's what my grandma used to say, kids and dogs. They're going to tell you so. They're going to let you know without letting you know. So they can always feel that energy and know where you're coming from. And I know every kid that I've ever sent your way um, has said the same thing and had the same results. And, you know, just getting to that, tell them now where they can find you, talk about that venture, that partnership, where you're at now. And then also at the same time, if you'll give out your social media where they can find you and your information, how they can connect. Oh, yeah, for sure. So right now I'm working with a pretty cool group of folks at uh, Framework Athletics in uh, Gallatin, Tennessee. Uh, really, really good group of guys. They actually found me, um, realized I did sports-specific training. They're trying to broaden what they do and found me after trying to find other people to fill the role. They felt like I felt the, filled the spot that they were looking for, that I had what they were looking for. And I'm at Framework Athletics now, and they have – you can – scheduled visits or whatever sessions on frameworkathletics.net uh, um, my uh, Instagram is at Mr. Jones underscore to you I think it's public now yeah since I'm in a lot more faces now so I thought I'd let people in in my life a little bit more but um, and so that's that the hype mentoring speed um, piece we're still working on that but you can find information on hypementoring.org is our website there there's still information up where we have our teams and whatnot we have two three softball teams and we have two baseball teams as well right now and we can expand to whatever other sport um, if we have somebody to direct it because I'm not doing it <laughs> but uh yeah that's that's where you guys can find me I got you. Well, we're going to make sure we put all of that in the description, too. Uh, make sure y'all check the description, and we'll put in where you can find on Instagram, the websites, all those type of things. But, I mean, this this was a needed conversation, I feel for sure. I, I think we got into some some great stuff, especially there at the end. I mean, we got into some stuff that, that I mean, people are going through. Athletes are going through something. Right. You know, and it's what you said. You, we never know. You never know what a kid's home life is when they come in. And although they're being pushed, they need to be loved on, too. Exactly because that might be the only love they receive that day. So, I mean, for me, that was the biggest thing that I took out of this is just making sure that we, we understand as mentors that we also should be seeking mentorship. Yes. And then we should, we should definitely 100% be taking that as such a sacred position to be able to mentor somebody in the next generation. So, man, we, we definitely appreciate you coming on, bro. Love, sure. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. That's one thing I would – certainly recommend to you guys is to make sure your cups are being filled as well because you pour out so much man you, you'll be empty yourself so make sure you got someone pouring into you uh, period that's, yeah. that's what I got yeah.